you hear that? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. And that, that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Unlock the energy of the all-electric ZDX Type S. Order now at Acura.com. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. This is Denise Salcedo with Robin Lundberg. We're going to be discussing the fallout from Crown Jewel, and we see one team get stronger while another gets betrayed. You won't want to miss it. Santos Escobar betraying Rey Mysterio following Crown Jewel. So let's get to it. What actually went down? So we need to rewind a little bit, Robin, and we need to go over to Crown Jewel because even though it seemed like Santos Escobar was trying to help out Rey Mysterio, he ended up leaving the brass nuts on the ring apron and Logan Paul ended up grabbing those and using those in this match to thus take away the United States Championship away from Rey Mysterio. So Rey Mysterio opens up SmackDown and he basically says that, you know, he's 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 addressing his loss to Logan Paul and he's interrupted by Carlito. And that kind of takes everybody aback a little bit because you're going like, why the hell is Carlito interrupting Rey Mysterio? Like, that's kind of rude, right? So Carlito says, you shouldn't be mad at Logan Paul, but you should be mad at Santos Escobar instead. Robin, he snitched on him. I was watching this and I was going, bro, that is not cool. Why are you out here snitching on Santos Escobar? For the most part, everything was pretty chill between Rey Mysterio and Santos. Like they didn't have any beef when they opened up SmackDown. It seemed like either Rey Mysterio didn't know or Rey Mysterio didn't choose to care. I don't know whatever the explanation was for that. But I'm looking at this and I'm going, why are you just going out there and spewing this? Anyways, this led to, um, we, are, we had already known that we we're going to have this match between Carlito and Bobby Lashley. After the match, Carlito is being attacked by Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. And he's being attacked by all of these guys. And Santos Escobar chooses not to help him. And Robin, I sided with Santos Escobar here because that man snitched on him. I wouldn't help him out either, man. I'd leave him there. So I sided with Santos Escobar. And Rey Mysterio comes out. He's pissed off. He gets in his face. Wonders why he didn't help out Carlito. And this is where we see the breaking point and Santos and Ray end up going at it. What did you make of all of this? Carlito just said what we were all thinking at Crown Jewel. I mean, why did you leave him there on the apron? They clearly were planting the seeds and foreshadowing there. 
and it worked. I think this uh, worked to perfection. Number one, this is the most interesting Santos Escobar has ever been to me. You know, this incarnation that we saw last night on SmackDown. I never disliked the guy, but he just kind of felt like he was there before. Now he feels like he has a purpose and somewhere to go. And this is also just further proof that Rey Mysterio may be the most universally beloved professional wrestler of all time. No one feels negatively about Rey Mysterio. You heard Kevin Owens on commentary saying, the one guy I wouldn't turn on is Rey Mysterio. And whenever you want to you know, build somebody up as a bad guy or, or get somebody a rocket ship on their back, do something with Rey Mysterio. It works with Logan Paul. You know, you know it's not going to hurt Rey to lose to Logan Paul. Logan Paul gets elevated. You want Dom to become a big heel? Well, that scoundrel turned on Rey Mysterio, of all people. You want Santos Escobar to, to get and generate some buzz? Have him turn on Rey Mysterio. Because who the hell doesn't like Rey Mysterio? Everybody. Like, you get, like, he's just, like, the person that you get sympathy for, right? Like, he goes out there. He's freaking cool. He's lovable. I, I get it. I get it. But here's my defense on this, though. My defense here is that technically you could argue that what Santos Escobar did by leaving the brass knucks on the ring apron could have been accidental. I mean, what if Rey Mysterio would have gotten them to, to them first? Yeah, could have been, except for, you know, uh, leave some there. Welcome. You would tell me you weren't thinking the same thing. You weren't thinking the same thing at, at Crown Jewel when he, what did Santa, you knew this was coming then. You just want to, you know, I don't know. Is this his heel Denise? I thought you're Hollywood Denise. It sounds like heel Denise to me. I'm like, I would be real with you. I can't see, I see in this whole situation, I see Carlito as an instigator. That's truly how I see Carlito in this. Like I see him out here causing problems where there could have been no problems, assuming the worst. Now, obviously I know that we were all expecting for Santos Escobar to turn on Rey Mysterio, but I feel the way that it was executed, well, it left some questions up in the air where I'm going, you know what? I don't know. I don't know that Santos Escobar was 1000% guilty here. Prove me wrong, Santos. Once he actually says, oh, I did it on purpose, then I will change my mind. But personally, right now, I just feel like Carlito was instigating a problem here between Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar. Well, it, it brings a little complexity to it, too, because you see Santos Escobar almost struggling, you know, the internal struggle that he's having there, somebody who's a, a little troubled underneath. But it, 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 um, it adds some spice to the LWO, you know, which had felt like, you know, a, a, a lovable sort of faction, but there wasn't much to it beyond that in, in recent times. This gives it a little bit of, of layers there and, and, and um, some, some interesting drama. Uh, you know, it gives something for Carlito to do after his return. Uh, it, it keeps a, a, a relevant story for, for Ray to keep him in the mix. And, and like I said, I think it makes Santos um, much more interesting than I've ever found him before uh, in, in WWE.
And I wasn't expecting it to happen last night on SmackDown. I'll be honest. I was expecting for this to go a little longer until we finally saw that moment where Santos Escobar or Rey Mysterio, uh, you know, had a moment where they were actually fighting, like physically fighting. I thought that it was going to be a little bit of a longer period until we actually got to that point. So the fact that they went for it last night on SmackDown, I'm going, okay. Because overall, like the entire show, we still have so much more to talk about. But for example, we already covered Ellie Knight Grayson Waller. Now we're Santos Escobar and Rey Mysterio. Just alone with those two topics is kind of more than we've gotten on several episodes of SmackDown where you're coming out of this with a lot of meat from the show. And so I'm looking at this and I was going, damn, I wasn't expecting for the actual turn to happen on last night's episode. Were you surprised by how fast they sped that up or do you prefer it this way? I like it this way. I like it this way, uh, you know, because it, it happened at Crown Jewel. You know, might as well go, come around the, the bend and, and pay it off. Also, with Ray losing to Logan Paul, you you needed to immediately vault him to the next thing. You know, because it's easy enough with Ray. You're just going to forget about what the, you know, there's no loss that could really hurt him because of what he's done in his career. And like I said, how people feel about him. So I like the fact that they they fast-tracked it. I like the fact that, that, that it came around. And, and you're right. Between L.A. Knight Santos Escobar, and, and like I said at the, the top of the show, to me the biggest moment was Asuka and damage control. It, it felt like a smackdown with a, a lot of meat on the bones. So here's the thing. You were talking about how Dominic Mysterio turned on Ray. You mentioned Santos Escobar. We also had Batista in 2009, Chavo Guerrero in 2006. I mean, this man has been getting betrayed for a while now. <laughs> so I want to go ahead and throw us back, bring in some nostalgia, and let's look back at when Batista attacked Rey Mysterio at Bragging Rights back in 2009. I'm going to rip your head off. Even out there calling him Dave. I love this stuff, man. But yeah, you're right. If you want to get, you want to make an instant heel, have him go and betray Rey Mysterio. Uh, yeah, I, I see in the, the, the chat I was putting here that the Street Profits, you know, no one wanted to boo them until they attacked Rey Mysterio either. The, these are, you know, that's the... Nobody like. Have you ever met anybody ever in your entire life who was like, you know, who I don't like, Rey Mysterio. <laughs> you know, like I would wrestling be like, fans. You're the problem. <laughs> wrestling fans will hate on all sorts of different people. They always have a problem with something. That this didn't work. That didn't work. Blah 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 blah. You know, this company is the worst. That company's the. Th this guy's the the worst heel I've ever seen. The the best baby face. No one has ever said I don't like Rey Mysterio. <laughs> I'm going to go on Twitter now. That's all I'm going to do. I'm going to search for keywords and see if there's anybody out there who hates Rey Mysterio. Uh, but we got some callers on the line. Of course, if you want to give us a call and share your thoughts, you're more than welcome to. Our phone number is 877-344-4893. Let's go ahead and bring in Marcus from Omaha. Marcus, you're on the air. What's going on? Good morning. Denise, did we just hear you turn heel right here in front of our very eyes in front of the nation? Because you know yeah. the best he listen, the best heels feel that they are justified in some way, shape, or form. And I'm I'm listening to you. You sound like you're making a very convincing heel justification for what Santos did last night. 
But, uh, no, seriously, I, I did want to say I loved everything we saw, everything that we heard. My personal opinion, I think that there's more meat on the bone here because I think that when this thing comes all the way to fruition, I think that not only is Santos turning heel, I think Carlito is somewhere in cahoots with him. I know it sounds like a conspiracy theorist, but I really do believe that because I don't believe Carlito came back. If you think about his return that he made, uh, I, you know, the, 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 the pop that he got, the, the ovation, I don't think that Carlito came back just to sit back and kind of, and, and right now where we currently are, it looks like he's taking the place of Santos in the LWO. So now he's the second you know, whatever, to, to Ray. I don't think Carlito came back for that. I think Carlito's too big of a personality. I think he's too good of a heel. I think that not only was – we kind of saw what was coming at Crown Jewel with the brass knuckles being left, but I think that the way that Carlito came and interrupted the, the, the entire segment, um, you know, and, and casted blame on Santos, I think that leads to something bigger, and we're going to have those two heels uh, – opposing Ray, because as you said, what makes somebody even bigger, especially somebody like Carlito coming back, but to be opposing Ray? I mean, look at the guy, man. Carlito is rock. I mean, he's, he's, he's bigger than he's ever been. He's in great shape. I think he's, this is going to lead to a great heel run for both him and Santos. That's good. I like this call. Marcus, thank you so much. I'm looking at this now and hearing what Marcus is saying, and I want this. I want this because right now, like I said, I'm not digging what I'm getting from Carlito. I'll be real. I'm not digging it. I would dig it so much more if all of a sudden he too had his name to the list of people that have turned on Rey Mysterio, throw him in there and align with Santos Escobar. I would like that. What has Rey Mysterio done to you, Denise? I love Rey Mysterio. <laughs> I love Rey Mysterio, but this is, I'm I'm not in love with what they're doing right now just yet with Carlito. I'll be real. Like, I'm not in love with it yet. I feel like he just got back, so it's it's hard to tell. But this was the um the, the most interesting LWO thing that they, they've done thus far. Again, there was a, a, a depth to Santos Escobar, that, that struggle almost, you know, like the Green Goblin talking to his mask. You, you, you kind of get that with Santos Escobar a little bit. Am I really turning on Ray right now? Uh, I, do I really want to? Yes, yes, yes. Turn on him. You know, like, and you, you got that a little bit from there uh, with, with Carlito in the mix. So all these things you got to remember are are also on the precipice of a, um, I, I think it's deliberate. You see so many faction-based stories right now because of Survivor Series and because of War Games being right around the corner. Not to say that this will necessarily pay itself off there, but it is interesting the possibilities they have because all of these things are happening within a group dynamic. Yes, yes. I liked all of that, man. All right, so... You know, just thinking about everything that they're doing here, I'm excited. I'm excited for the future of the LWO. There was a moment where I was afraid that they were going to wrap things up a lot faster with the LWO, and I don't want that. So I'm liking that they found some leg to definitely keep this going and going a lot stronger. I do have one more question. I'll put this one out to you, and I'll put it out to the nation. Do you think at any point that we may be seeing Dragon Lee get added to the LWO? Or do you think he's just going to be kind of off doing his own thing? That's a good point. Um, you know, the Dragon Lee needs 
he's so good in the ring. Like, so one of these guys, he's kind of like a ricochet in that sense where if he's in the ring, you want to tune in. This is going to be great. But w- w- how does he become bigger? You know, we haven't, he's not exactly the most loquacious, biggest personality in that sense. So I- involving him in some storylines to, to help build that would be good because you, you do have to figure that out. That's the next piece of the puzzle with someone like Dragon Lee. Um, you know, he can have a long, great career just being amazing in the ring. That, that's fine. But in, in order to get to that next level, there has to be some drama underneath the surface, and, and they haven't had that with him yet. Yes, I think that's exactly where we're where you're where we're agreeing here because we know Dragon Lee is good. They're showing him weekly on television. They redid the rematch here with him and Cedric Alexander, and I like that. I like that they did the rematch because I think the first match. I think it might have taken place on the FS1 show. So, you know, the, the eyeballs are going to be a little bit less there. So I'm glad they ran it back for more people to see. So that's kind of a plus there. But I actually feel for the very first time that they're, that the WWE is truly behind Dragon Lee here. And I like to see somebody like a Dragon Lee get pushed. And I feel like we're seeing maybe not like this massive push. This is not like an Alley Knight push by any means, nothing like that. But just the fact that they're consistently putting him on, they're consistently putting him over on commentary, that's enough to tell me that they actually see something in Dragon Lee. And that's kind of exciting because you don't always see this for talents like Dragon Lee on WWE programming. Did you hear that? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. That, that's our legacy. Ready to be a part of it? Let's go, give it to you. Unlock the energy of the all-electric CDX Type S. Order now at Acura.com. Is it just me, or is it getting really hard to figure out the best way to save for retirement? Fidelity can help you find clarity, so you can save the best way for you. With a free personalized plan, goal tracking, and timely insights, you'll be set to take on retirement your way. Get started at fidelity.com slash future. Expenses charged by your investments and other costs and fees associated with trading or transacting in your account apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services member NYSE SIPC. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart. 
Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Hey everyone, it's Howard Bender from the Andy Up Podcast. Every weekday, Adam Ronis and I serve you up the picks, plays, and fantasy information needed to win your bets. You know, this isn't just your average sports betting show, though, for one very good reason. We won't tell you what to do unless we've already done it ourselves. That's right. We put our money where our mouths are, so we're just as invested in each bet as you are. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. So here's what went down. Of course, on Crown Jewel, we saw the return of Kyrie Sane. Well, we saw at the end of Crown Jewel that Bailey did not look very happy. She came out on SmackDown and she was supposed to be addressing the future of damage control. And for the most part, they kind of teased a possible breakup. But instead, it seems like everything was patched up because Kyrie Sane told Bailey that she respects her as the leader of damage control and they all end up hugging it out. But then Bianca Belair comes out, who is seeking revenge against damage control for the attack that they did on her that took her out for two months. And so she comes out and issues a challenge. And clearly she doesn't have as many friends as damage control. So she ends up bringing out Charlotte and Asuka. So later on in the night for the main event, we see a six-woman tag team match. Damage Control versus Charlotte Flair, Bianca Belair, and Asuka. It is during this match that Asuka turns on her team, Charlotte and Bianca, and aligns herself with Damage Control, including her former tag team partner of the Kabuki Warriors, Kyrie Sane. And so the show closes off with all of the women from Damage Control raising up their hands in the air and celebrating the fact that they beat down Bianca, Charlotte, and also Shotzi, who had gone out there to help them out when they were getting attacked. So I know there's a whole lot in there to unpack, but Robin, for you, looking at the way that they did everything that they did with damage control last night, where are you at with all of this? Flawlessly executed from a a number of, of points of view. Number one, Damage control feels like a bigger deal now than it ever has, maybe in the entire WWE run. But I, I guess there, you know, towards the beginning, there were some moments there. But Asuka is a, um, a credibility giver there. Uh, sh- her joining damage control is huge for that faction. Number two, you, you referenced it, but the, the, there's natural, almost psychological warfare to be had with Bailey. Clearly, Bailey is feeling uncertain about her position in damage control due to her previous relationships, obviously due to the history some of the other women in damage control have together. Are they going to cut her out of the equation? You know she is thinking that in the back of her head. So not only is damage control elevated, 
but you elevate a storyline within damage control at the same time. High drama. And then third, War Games. So you set up perfectly our Survivor Series War Games match with damage control against Bianca, Charlotte, Shotzi, and... And that and is either Becky Lynch coming back, I think, or even better, Jade Cargill's in-ring debut. What a better way to bring her in than in that sort of setting, in front of that sort of crowd, where the pressure isn't completely on her, but you can make her look really good in the midst of the match. Exactly. So Jade Cargill is the person on everybody's mind here, wondering, is she going to be coming in and helping them out? Now, I look at this and I feel like this is probably a really good case scenario in terms of bringing her out, because not only do you get all of this buzz from Survivor Series, right? You get the news of, oh, my God, Jade Cargill, she finally made her debut. It's going to be like a big moment. Yay. But instead of having to give her just the spotlight of a one on one match, it kind of takes away, I would assume, possibly some of that pressure that she might feel if she would have gone into a one-on-one match scenario and instead going to a war games match which I understand obviously with the entire stipulation of war games is a whole different elements that she's never been part of but at least you do have all of these other women in there you're not just alone in there by yourself with only one other person you have all of these different you know all of the smoke and mirrors everything that they have that's part of what constitutes a war games I think could kind of benefit Jade Cargill especially in her debut match so that maybe again the focus isn't as harshly as it would be on a one-on-one singles match so I'm curious to see if that's the way that they're going to execute things obviously if they were to put somebody like a Becky Lynch then it would be like a no-brainer that would be you know incredibly awesome and the match would go on with without any hiccups it would be great but uh, I think a lot of people are curious and not even curious but they're ready ready to see Jade Cargill all of these weeks and months or however long it's been of anticipation of seeing her on all of these brands including NXT I think the people want to know especially those that didn't get to see her in AEW okay well now what's the big deal where do we go from here why should I be excited about Jade Cargill and so I think that the people that haven't seen her on AEW might want to see her already yeah I mean and, and it is a perfect venue for it. And really, when you look at Survivor Series, uh, we had a caller bring it up a little while ago, but the, you know, the lack of Roman Reigns. When I first heard about that being a possibility, I was kind of ticked off because I was like, you, you can't have Roman not at one of these big four pay-per-views, uh, PLEs. But in this case, as time has gone by, I feel like the, this Survivor Series has just built up its own buzz because of the way that they've structured it where you've got factions and you've got groups that are naturally against each other, and then the intrigue by the mysteries, whether it's going to be, oh, is CM Punk coming back? Is Randy Orton coming back? Is Brock Lesnar? Whoever the case may be. Uh, And and same thing goes here. Oh, is this going to be Jade's debut? Because all of those things could make this a very, very memorable event in the grand scheme of things. And one thing that we look back on, and you might not even miss Roman Reigns if that's the case. 
Yes, there you go. You There's going to be like, I know there's this whole battle, right, on social media, for example, of whether or not people think CM Punk is going to be at Survivor Series. Like CM Punk has said outright, he's not going to be there. He was asked in a, he was asked in an interview and he said, no, there are still a lot of people that theorize that he's going to be there. So obviously make what you own, right? Develop your own opinion on what you think. I'm not expecting to see CM Punk there. Realistically, I'm just not. Uh, I know there's some people that might be expecting it, but let's say, for example, the people that are expecting it and then don't get it, at least you have something else to talk about if you were to get the whole Jade Cargill thing. I know it's not the same Jade Cargill, CM Punk, obviously not the same thing, but it does give you just like a surprise because people love surprises. People love to tune into a show where they took the time to devote themselves to the show however many hours and they want to feel like they were part of something special and a lot of that is surprises obviously good wrestling too and great matches that's the biggest piece of it all but people love to tune in to something special that includes surprises so I I wonder if that's what we're going to get there with the women's war games match but either way it's interesting because we went from a place where we didn't really know what they were going to do for women's war games like you could probably guess but you didn't really have a very very clear idea and coming off of last night it is very clear now where they're headed and it's a good vision I I want to spend some time to talk about just the overall cool factor that damage control is bringing to the table like even just looking at the image of all of these girls together I'm like dang they all look so freaking cool all of them like Kyrie saying like this new look that she has I freaking love it I'm obsessed with it like she just looks like this badass chick I don't know I love it it's the perfect position to put Bailey into her her character her 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 vibe just that like sort of uh, paranoia that's going to go on as a result of this, but quest for power at the same time. You know, like, I, I feel like it's going to be the, the perfect vehicle for her because she's, you know, obviously very entertaining and obviously uh, very accomplished, but she kind of just been floating along with damage control for, for a minute there. This feels like th the greatest showcase for everything that she does very well. And then when you just talk about the, the star power, I mean, we're not even... I mentioned before you had asked me my takeaway from Crown Jewel, and my takeaway from Crown Jewel was that Rhea Ripley, you know, her star power and that outside of Roman Reigns, she may be the biggest star in wrestling. We're not even talking about her, and you can list off what, what we've seen from Kyrie saying, what EOS Sky has done with her run, how this could help elevate Bailey back up, that bringing Asuka into damage control was a big deal, not to mention the other side of things. Is it going to be Jade Cargill's debut? Becky Lynch, could she come back? Plus Charlotte Flair, Bianca Belair. Think about all the women. Like, that is a, a litany, a long list of women who feel like they are, are big deals in, in WWE and, and as a result, pro wrestling. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. Did you hear that? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. Next, go give it to you. How about that? 
That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. And that, that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Let's go, give it to you. Unlock the energy of the all-electric ZDX Type S. Order now at Acura.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.